Welcome back to Squawk Box. Former Theranos CEO Elizabeth Holmes is on trial defending herself against 12 counts of wire fraud and conspiracy to commit wire fraud. CNBC has obtained thousands of private text messages between Holmes and her COO and then boyfriend, Sonny Balwani. Now, I want to get straight over to CNBC producer Yasmin Coram, who's been in the courtroom every day of this trial and obtained these texts. Okay, welcome to American Archipelago. I am your host, Jay Krupka. Um I'm a writer from Denver, Colorado, who's done a little prison time. And, uh, um, man, I picked the, just, um, figure me in abolitionist, but I'm not a complete naive idiot because I've done the time. So, uh, to what today we're talking about is, um, Elizabeth Holmes, uh, the lady who is implicated in this whole, um, Theranos clusterfuck. Um, so on this episode, uh, we go over an article written by Kari Paul for The Guardian detailing the case in the background of Elizabeth Holmes, the female Ponzi scheme artist who built millions upon millions, even billions of dollar, dollars with the tech startup Theranos. The medical testing pioneer turned out to be one of the biggest frauds in modern history. And think about how much money she had stolen, the deception she carried out, how much time should she get? Uh, if you haven't heard the, the sheer lunacy of this woman's cons, how brazen Theranos' scheme really was, it beggars the imagination to, to think that she wasn't outed as a fraud earlier on. The in-home unit that this company produced was never uh, even fully functional. In results they produced for their clients, as it turns out, were not even produced by Theranos. Um, they had to outsource essential testing, like the core of their business model, to third-party firms. So either this testing equipment was moderately effective by subterfuge or wildly ina inaccurate with complicated medical tests, i.e. people's lives were on the line. And brazenness of this sort is usually responded to with the harshest of prison sentences um, in the feds. Uh, but the feds have, have the stopgap that the uh, prison system is... <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's all fucked up. Sorry. <sighs> Uh, this desk light that's like a perfect uh, shooting light, but it's like an old school desk light that it don't work properly all the way. I'm just getting into the shit, seeing if I like doing it. So, uh, but this is pretty much where the audience is. I'm a writer, but um, anyway, so uh, this, what this underscores to me, honestly, though, is the um, disparity between women and men. And uh, for good reason, though, because um, we're in, uh, but it underscores a whole nother um, big philosophical underpinning on why we have prisons is men get locked up more often because they're more dangerous. Um, so, you know, that's just to keep the streets uh, safe. Now, w women, I think prison time is just this arbitrary like it could be you got an easy judge it could be used at the end of his career it could be you got a good defense attorney it definitely could be that um it could be a number of different things the judge might have had to take a dump and just wanted to get out of the courtroom you know like it could whatever like bad guacamole um what uh, i think in these cases the person should be required to um, make restitution and uh, serve time in um, like uh, community corrections, it's like a halfway house. So you get a chance 
um, for most nonviolent crimes to work it off and get whatever drug treatment and go to school and get somewhat of an up and up um, environment. But the one thing about the um, halfway house is I just found out because I was in a um, rehab that used to be a sanatorium or san- a sanatorium, sanitarium. One of the two was a is a TB ward uh, back in the day. Uh, it's called ICCS now, but there's a bunch of SOs there, um, sex offenders, like it's because they can't parole anywhere else. I mean, I knew that, but. Um, it's pretty startling when you see signs around the grounds that say uh, no bringing kids around here. You're like, wow. There's <laughs> like fucking Jurassic Park around this motherfucker, dude. Like, Jesus. These guys fucking need uh, Hannibal Lecter uh, rigs. But, um, yeah, so, uh, but community corrections, for sure. Uh, those sex offenders should be in a prison with the fellas <laughs> who are also in that prison because they're fucking crazy and cannot be amongst good society. Uh, yeah. So, anyway. Um, but, like, in the continuing the article, or the little blurb that I wrote for this, but women fare much better in American criminal courts, and that's a fact. In this video, I'll look at Bernie Madoff, the now deceased, um, <laughs> now diseased, that's pretty similar spelling, yeah. Now disease. No, he's now deceased. Con man that ripped off some of Hollywood's richest elite, even putting a few of these stars in the proverbial poorhouse. Like rich people's poor folk, if you know what I mean. Um, like they have to sell their mansion in the Hamptons or get rid of the yacht. Not our kind of poor folk. Um, I think Bern- or I think Madoff's crimes is the only true parallel we have for someone uh, so accomplished in the confidence game. And penalties are far as far as prison time, like all matters of jurisprudence, come down to legal precedent. Only time will tell, but I think she'll get off lighter than Madoff, but she'll still get broken off, as we say in the American archipelago. Yeah, so what I mean by that legal precedent is that um, what you got is... Um, you know, what Madoff got or anybody with a similar, uh, that pretty much dictates like a base for that type of crime. And then you have your mitigating factors. Um, that's like, you want to know, like somebody basically has a similar situation. It's kind of like, like an appraisal, you know, like, well, I'm a little bit younger than that guy and I have one less felony than him. So I might, you know, he got five years, so I might get four, you know, like, <laughs> It devolves into this um, odd, um, yeah, kind of just uh, negotiation with years of your life, you know, uh, six piece. But um, anyway, so we get this article and from the Guardian, and it lays it out fabuloso. So um, uh, opening argument. This is an article from Kerry Paul in San Jose, and this is from a f- couple weeks ago. Now. Um, I've been meaning to write these articles, and I will do them a lot faster. Um, honestly, I was just kind of doing the concept of my website, which will be launched soon, next like, couple days. So, uh, opening arguments in the highly anticipated trial of Elizabeth Holmes began on Wednesday as jurors heard prosecutors argue the case before them was about fraud, about lying and cheating to get money. Um, Holmes, 37, arrived early at the San Jose courtroom on Wednesday and sat flanked by her, her attorneys. She's, mind you, she's out on bond. 
she, uh, dude, she's looking at time. But that's rich people's court. This isn't, and mind you, whatever time she gets or whatever happens, they're going to say it's white, white privilege. No, if fucking Michael Jordan or, <laughs> um, think of another, think of fucking, um, what's his face? Oh, Mark Zuckerberg or some, anybody just, uh, you know, pick somebody out. Um, if they got arrested, they would be out on the streets. Anybody who's that, because they have connections and they, they can't disappear and they don't, um, and they haven't shown any propensity for any criminality in their past. And that's what we're going to get to with this lady. Um, so she arrived at the San Jose courthouse. Uh, in a trial closely watched across the U.S., the former Toronto CEO was facing accusations the blood testing company knowingly defrauded its company, clients and investors. She's going to get found guilty. Holmes found the company after dropping out of Stanford University at age 19 and quickly became a star in the startup world, fashioning herself as a female Steve, Steve Jobs. She wore the turtleneck and all that goofy shit. She graced the cover of a number of magazines and tests were rolled out in Walgreens stores. Theranos dazzled uh, Silicon Valley and was valued in the billions before its bold claims about revolutionary blood testing machines were revealed to be largely false. When the company, company fell from grace and folded in 2018, it became a cautionary tale about the Silicon Valley hype machine. Yeah, nobody's checking the fucking fundamentals. Federal prosecutors argued that Holmes and her alleged co-conspirator, her former romantic partner and business associate, Ramash Sunny Balwani, um, defrauded investor, er, investors and deceived patients when the company began making its test commercially available. And that's what's going on in, in the case right now. Because um, her this whole case is um, buttress against... Uh, Basically, this this relationship between her and this kind of like Indian, you know, <laughs> perfect Silicon Valley. I mean, you just imagine this guy, his name and what he probably looks like. And probably pretty close. But um, so and apparently it was, you know, a um, two egomaniacs in a relationship because some of these uh, texts have come out. Um, yeah, so this, um, yeah, this article is from like today, the 22nd was the Tuesday. So Elizabeth Warren Holmes, uh, private text reveals she described herself as the best uh, business person of the year. <laughs> mm, a little embarrassing when that, you know, comes out and mind you all, can you imagine your text coming out like wildly public? Can you imagine that? How that <laughs> She um, is bummed. <laughs> yeah, I'm. You know, like uh, every morning she gets up and makes it to the courtroom and doesn't just step into traffic. It's a win, you know. So good for her. But um, yeah, uh, in a, he she wrote to uh, this Balwani guy, her boyfriend, her boss, and she's trying to put blame off on him. Total confidence in myself, best business person of the year. They're not investing in our company, they're investing in our destiny. Um, yeah, fucking delusional. But yeah, so, you know, there's some steamy ones in there because they're in a relationship, um, from what I heard. But um, yeah, so, uh, so I'll pull up this thing. It's the USSC. 
Um, yeah, it's um, the sentencing guidelines for the feds. And uh, the chart you're going to see is it's set up so basically you get no time if you don't have a big criminal record um, predicated on that to make it like universal like the the um, uh, woman the blind woman with the scales uh, of justice that whole uh, thing is like hey so let's just make it off somebody's criminal background well mind you so like I and I write in the uh, article um, I have wrote an article for this about it because you could be in a rural area that charges felonies for like a gram of meth, right? And have three of these felonies and, and be like a max on the farthest end of this chart. Um, or you, you could be in a um, urban district that hardly ever charges for a crime. And basically, you got to commit, like, a hate crime on camera to, like, get charged. And you're a black kid from, you know, inner city. Which is actually, that's kind of what's going on these days. And it's an overcorrect. You know, it's like, you just, but neither here nor there. So, let's just pull up. Um, proposed sentencing guidelines. I just want the chart, motherfuckers, guideline. Drug conversion sentencing table. So it's this big sentencing book, and uh, my crime was piddly. You're gonna see that that because okay, so my on the left hand side you have your offense um, category or your offense level, right? Mine was a 12, and it was plea bargain because I accepted responsibility. I just said, yeah, that was me who smuggled those. Uh, Pices, um, so I got down to ten, um, and it's a, it's a, I think it's like a two K five departure. Two Ks are departures when you get less times, um, and two K. There's one that I think it's two K one. I think it's two K one, but that's you cooperated, and um, if you got that on your paperwork, you're fucked. If you're a white guy, um, I don't know about any other um, peoples, but so um, her charges are probably going to be right about here in this 28 i had a buddy named james murray who got 15 years for fraud um, and he was allowed to be out on on bail and in his case it was really public he's still in prison um i was in prison prison with him um but he's probably about 20 she's probably about 28 um but she's had a pre-sent. After she gets sentenced, she might have a PSI done. I don't know how it works if you take it to trial. I think before. I think they actually do a background check on you and run a PSI before you go to trial. So if you're found guilty, um, they can go ahead and have the sentencing information. Um, so And it's just part of the exculpatory period to like you know find out everything about you. But um, so yeah what she'd be looking at is 78 to 97 months because she has no criminal record. My table over here, I'm at, uh, I was at four with seven points. Now I'm at 10 because I got three points with this last charge. So I have, I'm a five category five. So say if I got caught with fucking, I don't know, kilo blow or something, 
probably be about, about 22 or something. I'd be way over here. I'd be where she's at. And she fucking, you know, like, um, I'd be getting just as much time. But is it justified? What I mean, but non, I don't think for nonviolent crimes, anybody should go to fucking prison. I think that's ridiculous. It doesn't help society. It's just going to make you a worse person on the other side. I'm uh, very thankful um, that when I did go to prison, I was old enough to uh, be pretty just circumspect and just, you know, like a, a pretty laid back dude, reading, working out, shit like that. I wasn't into any gangs or any fucking crazy things that could have happened. And thankfully, yeah. So, anyway, um, that's all I got. I think she's probably going to get, uh, what would that be, 78 to 87 months or whatever. Uh, it'd be like um, like six or seven years. Yeah, she'll probably get six or seven, or no, well, 72. So yeah, it'd be six and a half to um, what was it, 98. It would be, why is it just brain? I broke bread with Jamaicans, took advice from rosters.